Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. With me. My God. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. My God. My God. He'll never go against what he says. He'll never go against what he says. Yeah, come on, Shannon. You're his treasure possession. Come on. Come on, Shannon. I'm victorious. My God. My God. My God. Can I just speak to you just for a second this morning? You are valuable. You, You are valuable. 
You are God's prized possessions. As a matter of fact, in Genesis 1 and 27, this is what he says. He said, I created you in my own image. Come on, y'all. Come on now. He said, as a matter of fact, he said, I created you in my own image. My God. As a matter of fact, he said, guess what? You mean more to me than the, the sparrows. You mean more to me than the birds. That's in Matthew 10 and 31. He said, I put you together. coming to that this morning. It's freedom coming to that this morning. As a matter of fact, he said, I put you together in your mother's womb. <laughs> I don't care who you were born of. I don't care what your heritage says. I don't care what your lineage says. No. He said, I put you together in your mother's womb. That's Psalms 139 and 13. He said, I put you together in your mother's womb. You are valuable, baby. <laughs> you are valued. He said, as a matter of fact, guess what else he said? He said, I've crowned you with glory and honor. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> My God, I have crowned you with glory. I have crowned you with honor. My God, you were the, can I tell you something? <laughs> See, I, <laughs> My background is theater and drama and all of that good stuff, right? That's what I went to school on. The final act, the closing act, my God, can take your breath away. The closing act of a production can seal the deal on how great a production is. The finality, you got to be a good closer. He closed with you. See, it, it, that's why he said to you, it's not... Arrow, sparrows and birds and mountains and all those things that are important to me. What's important to me is you. He closed on the sixth day of creation. On the sixth day of creation, he closed out. He wrote you out as the final act. My God. My God. He wrote you out. You were the finality of his script. My God, you were the closing act. My God. He looked at you and said, mm, mm, mm. Rosalind is good and Michelle is good and Ramonda is good. Come on now and Stasi is good. Come on now and Shannon is good. That means, yes, Shannon, he chose you. You were the, you were the final act. He wrote you out as the final act. That's the Genesis 1 and 6, 26. On the sixth day of creation, baby. On the sixth day of creation, he wrote you out as the final act. My God. My God. My God. My God. Father, we thank you. Can I tell you something else he said about you? You are all new. You are all brand new. You are fresh. You are new. You are a brand new creation. As a matter of fact, what he said was, all the old stuff has passed away. Ah, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what he said. He said, all the old things have passed away. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone... As in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new is come. Sin is no longer your master. You ought to write that in your notes. 
Sin is no longer your master. You are free from the slavery of sin and death. There's no condemnation. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8 1 2. Your sins have been forgiven. Your sins have been forgiven. You are righteousness in the sight of God. That's Romans 4 and 5. My God. And guess what? You've not been saved because you've been perfect or you're good or you've done all the things right. Absolutely not. You've been saved because of grace. You've been saved because God has gifted you. You've been saved because of how much he loves you. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, but the gift of God. Woo! The gift of God. This is not your own doing, but this is a gift. So guess what? You are utterly. Somebody put that down. I'm utterly secure in him. Nothing. Nothing. No one, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I'm going to say it one more time. Nothing, absolutely nothing, absolutely no one can separate you from the love of God. That's Romans 8 and 39. Nobody can snatch you out of his hands. That's John 10 and 29. Let me tell you something else. Let me tell you how empowered you are. Thank you for this, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this refreshing. Thank you for this renewing. Thank you for reminding us who we are in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the gift that you've given us through Christ Jesus. Guess what? Here's the most important thing as well. You have his spirit in you. You ought to pat your chest this morning for everything that has tried to oppose you, for everything that has tried to come against you, for everything that has tried to cancel you out, for everybody that said you wouldn't make it, for every pressure you felt in the spirit, for every pain you felt in your body, for everything that has plagued your mind, for everything that has overwhelmed and consumed you, you ought to Pat your chest this morning and say with full confidence, greater is he that is in me. You ought, to, you ought to pat your chest with full confidence this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My God, my God, you are a part of God's people. My God, First Peter 2 and 9, but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into your marvelous light. You are a son. You are a daughter of God. You have God's spirit in you. You have his spirit in you. Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer who I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My God, you just got to fix your eyes on Jesus. You got to fix your eyes on Jesus. You got to fix your, 
Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have God's spirit in you, which also makes you more than a conqueror. My God, this got to be the season that you relax and chill. This has got to be the season that you relax and chill in God, that you relax in the spirit, that you don't stand up with all intensity because his spirit will leave you. His spirit will lead you. Zechariah 4 and 6 said, then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord and put your name in there. This is the word of the Lord to Selena. This is the word of the Lord to Adora. This is the word of the Lord to Jennifer. This is the word of the Lord to Nisi. This is the word of the Lord to Lakeisha. Not by might. Come on, y'all. Not by, not by, not by power, but my spirit. But my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Not on you. It's not on you in this season. It's not on your run, 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 run. It's not on that in this season. Relax. It's by his power. It's by his spirit. He's going to restore you. You don't have to restore yourself. He's going to bring you out of darkness. He's going to bring the breakthroughs. He's going to bring the changes. He's anointed you. He's appointed you. Your spirit is in him. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Trust in the Lord uh, with all your heart and do not lean into your own understanding. Everything that you need in this season is available to you. It's available to you. Chill out. Chill out. Rest. Relax. Kick back and let your God be God. You cannot force it. You cannot make it happen. You cannot produce it. My God, not by might nor by power. Romans 5 and 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. His Spirit. My God, we rely so much on our flesh. We rely so much on what we can do in the natural. And this season, if you're going to receive the fullness of God for your life, you got to relax and chill. You got to relax and chill. You got to chill out. You got to put yourself in a position and place to understand who and what God is and what he's trying to be to you. The spirit will guide you. <sighs> Well, sometimes you'll spend so much time trying to figure out if you made a mistake or if you're going to make a mistake that you'll begin to quench and grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to bring you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is going to empower you. The Holy Spirit desires to guide you. You just got to relax and chill. You just got to relax and chill. John 16 and 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Thank you, Jesus, for the 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 advantage. He said, I tell you this to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. It's not enough for you just to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You got to let the Holy Spirit run over your life. 
You got to let the Holy Spirit run over your life. He's trying to do the greater work. He's trying to be your comforter. He's trying to be your advocate. He's trying to be your strength. He's trying to be your teacher. He's trying to lead you. He's trying to get you. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to bring you into all the truth. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to tap you on your shoulder and say, don't make that mistake. Don't go in that direction. Don't enter into that partnership. Don't marry that person. The Holy Spirit longs to do those things. So you, so you just got to relax and chill. I think that's what I'm going to call today's devotional. You just got to relax and chill. You got to sit back and relax and let the greater work be done in you and let the Holy Spirit run all over you and be all things to you. Um, Acts 1 and 8 says, but you will receive power. Somebody say power. My God, somebody say power. See, here's the thing I know. If you if you try to force it, if you're always intense about it, if you're always trying to make it happen, then the Holy Spirit is not going to be able to give you the instructions to guide you. Because when we when we are intense, we quench him out. When we relax and chill, the Holy Spirit can have his way. Acts 1 and 8, but you will receive the power. My God. This where your power come from. Your power don't come in from you. Your power don't come from you. Your power don't come from you being loud. That ain't where your power come from. Your power don't come from you being all over your place. Your power don't come. That's not where your power comes from. Your power comes from the Holy Spirit. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That's how I become the greater witness because the Holy Spirit is empowering me. The Holy Spirit is in me. Galatians 5 and 16 says, but I say, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. You got to relax and chill. You got to relax and chill so the Holy Spirit can become all that it needs to come to you. He says, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. My God, when there's a fear of the Lord, remember we talked about the fear of the Lord. When there's a fear of the Lord in place, when I fear the Lord, when I love the Lord at the capacity I do, and I allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit, I don't have to spend all this intensity and time being so sin conscious. If I walk by the Spirit, I ain't going to gratify the desires of my flesh. Come on, y'all. I'm not going to gratify. I'm not going to gratify. I'm not going to gratify the desires of my flesh. The reason that I'm not going to gratify the desires of my flesh is because the Holy Spirit lives in me and works. And it's not going to allow me to gratify the desires of my flesh. It's going to start tapping on me. It's going to provide the way of escape. (laughs) The Lord always provides a way of escape. It's going to provide the way of escape. And the more that you pay attention to the Holy Spirit, guess what's going to happen? The louder he's going to get. The louder he's going to get, the more he's going to start talking to you. The more he's going to start positioning you. The more time you spend. As a matter of fact, the word of God is real clear. He said, my sheep know my voice. <laughs> Come on now. The word of God is real clear. As a matter of fact, he said, guess what? My sheep Know my voice. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. It'll never forsake you. It'll always guide you. Can I tell you something else about who you are? You've already been transformed. My God. As you could. 
I'm going to pause. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I hear you, Lord. I'm going to pause right there. I can't give you the next part till I give you the next part. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for every vessel that is a part of this devotional today. We thank you, Father God, for encouraging us and uplifting in your word today. We thank you, Father God, for principles. We thank you, Father God, for your laws so that we can meditate on them day and night. We thank you, Lord, Father God, for your precepts. We thank you, Father God, for the word that uplifts us. We thank you, Father God, for the word that encourages us. We thank you, Father God, for the word that saturates us. We thank you, Father God, for the word that positions us. We delight ourselves in your word today, Father. We will not delight ourselves in anything else. My God, there is power in your word. There is principles in your word. There is life in your word. My my God, your word is the way, the truth, and the life that we need, Father God. So we thank you, Father God, for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. We thank you for pouring your spirit. We thank you for removing the scales off our eyes. We thank you, Lord God, for just your diligence to us. Now teach us how to steward your word, my God, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, y'all. Hey. My God, I thank God for you. My God, I thank God for this devotional. My God. I'm, 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 I'm about to be like Maxine. I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I'm reclaiming. I'm reclaiming my time. I hope you reclaim your time in the word. I'm about to be like Maxine. I'm reclaiming. I'm reclaiming my time. Today is the day we reclaim our time. Today is the day we reclaim our destinies. Today is the day. Today is the greatest day of your life. Today is the day that we become sealed in the Holy Spirit. It already happened in Jesus. It already happened in Jesus. Now we just have to begin to renew ourselves in the word. Father God, we thank you for your word. Teach us how to be good stewards of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm so excited. First of all, let me let, let, let y'all know. I'm so excited because we got a little bit of ice and snow here in Arkansas. My intentional prayer is that by the time my boys wake up, that the snow will be flourishing everywhere. We have not been so excited about snow ever. We have a whole, whole, whole snow day planned out. We have a whole snow day planned out. So y'all get an agreement with me that we just go see lots and lots of snow. We coming down hills. We having snowball fights. Like it's just a whole day in our head that we want to have plan, planned out for this snow day so that's one one of the things i'm excited i'm excited to be here with you i'm excited to see all the things that god is gonna do to us i'm excited for rest i'm excited for restoration i'm excited to relax in his word yeah we got a snowball fight it's gonna go down it's gonna go down yeah come on now we were claiming our time i love that we were claiming our time we were claiming our time thank y'all for standing with me on the snow day that's a that's a desire of my heart okay i need to give you a little bit on what we've been building on right i need to give you a little bit on what we 
been building on um and what god has been doing in us y'all i'm sick and what come on now y'all come on i'm reclaiming my time i see that that is blessing my heart i'm reclaiming my time i'm reclaiming my time my god father god i thank you for your word today so i'm t- I'm, I'm i'm lifted today like i feel like i'm on a thousand today i cannot explain it i cannot stop smiling the joy of the lord is my strength i'm overwhelmed with his goodness today so i'm just trying to sit still in this chair because the lord is so good and he is so faithful and he is so intentional and he is so powerful and he is so worthy he is so worthy he is so worthy he is so worth it is such a privilege to be here with you it is so honorable to be able to teach the word of god it is so exciting for me to be able to do the things that I get to do. It is so exciting to be able to connect to you. My God, my God. I'm just like on one today. God is so faithful today. I'm usually on one always, but definitely on on one today. So I want to give you something because we start, we're starting this journey into this deeper level of intimacy, this deeper level of relationship with God. And I promise you, I feel the power of God on this, on what we've been doing and giving us revelation and insight into who we are. So yesterday when God began with us or a couple days ago when God began with us, we started looking at the children of Israel and we started looking at their journey, um, their exodus, right? And we saw them in a place and a position, right? In which they had returned. And I always use the word vomit. Because that's what's in the New Testament. They have returned to their vomit. They have returned to their idols. Um, they, they were with Moses. Moses was on the mount in deep prayer. Moses was seeking the face of God. Moses was having an experience with God. And as soon as they felt like everything was being delayed or held up, come on now. As soon as they felt like or seen that everything, they thought everything was being delayed or held up. Then they begin to shift right back into the position of what was normal. And they asked Aaron, they were like, build us this golden calf. And then they give the golden calf credit. They're like, you know, you saved us. You brought us out. They know doggone well that the golden calf did not save them. Um, My girl Jen said it best. She said they were following Moses and not following God. Come on now. Come on now. They were following Moses and not following God. They were leaning into their own understanding. They were not, they were not establishing the fact of who God was. They were so used to God's acts, but they did not know his ways. They did not understand who the foundation of God was. They did not understand what and really God was to him. They did not know God as provider. They did not know God as protector. They did not know God as Jehovah Shammah. They did not know him as the Lord of Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. They did not understand that he went before him and he was their rear guard because if they really knew who God was, they would have not returned back to vomit. Woo, come on now. Just real, like let's get real, real. If they really knew who they were, if their identity was really established that they were the children of Israel, if they really knew that they were chosen, if they really knew that they had been bought with a if they really knew, and this is before Jesus, but apply it to yourself. If they really 
knew who they were, if they really understood who they were, then they wouldn't have went back to the things. My son Josiah and I were talking about the devotional yesterday. He said, Mama, they, they struggle with idols. And I said, Jojo, they're much like we are in this day, struggling, got the wrong information, the wrong identity, um, the, the wrong things spoken to us, um, the wrong things taught to us. As a matter of fact, they exchanged the truth for a lie. As a matter of fact, the real problem was they exchanged, come on y'all, they exchanged the truth for a lie. That was the real depth of their problem. They they, they, they didn't recognize, they forgot that the promises of God are yes and amen. They exchanged the truth, the truth, the real truth, right? For a lot. Go back to the garden of Eden. What was Eve's problem? She exchanged the truth for a lie. See, lies feel good to the flesh. Help us, Holy Spirit. Lies feel, lies. Can I tell you something? If it feels good to your flesh, you already got to know it's wrong. Lies feel good to the flesh. The lies always going to build your flesh up. The lies always going to solidify your flesh. But when you turn and weight it against the word, my God. And see, the flesh don't want you to weight it against the word. The flesh, when he was in the garden, y'all go back over there to Genesis. When he was in the garden and she's sitting in there and the Satan started talking to her, he talked to her flesh. He spoke to the flesh in her. He spoke to the deceit in her. He spoke to her. He said, that's what he did. He spoke to her flesh lies. So she exchanged the truth for a lie. <laughs> she exchanged the truth for a lie. And that's what most of us done. We've exchanged the truth for the lie. We don't, we're not, ex we're not built up in the word of God. We're not built up in our holy faith because if we were built up in our holy faith, right? <laughs> we would never exchange the, the truth for the lie. So let me give you this. I'm going to give you this. And I get it. I needed to rehash that. So that's where we are with the... I see this so big in my spirit. So this is where we are with the children of Israel. We're in this position and a place. And remember I told you yesterday, the Lord had told Moses, Hey, <laughs> you need to go on back down there. I'm paraphrasing for those of you who are new to the devotional. It just, it sounds good. It's still scriptural. He said to them, he said, I need you. You need to go back down there. He said, because they already forgot who I was. They, you need to go back down there. They already back worshiping idols. He was so mad. He said, I'm about to do something so different. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. He said, you go back down there. This wicked, this perverse generation, this group of people who will not honor me as God, who's already forgot what I've done, who've already forgot what I said. You go, you go back down there, right? And then in a minute, we're going to see uh, Moses as intercessor. But the most important thing that God gave me for us today so that our lives can begin to line up on precept 
precept, precept upon precept. How do I take this word? How do I take this word and apply this word into my own life so that I do not run back to an idol? Come on, Holy Spirit, so that I don't run back to an idol, so that I don't run back to a relationship, so I don't run back to a situation every time the pressure is on. How does this transform my life, LMJ? How does this 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 move in my life. Let me give you the scripture he gave me for us to stand on. My God, we're going to go to the book of Jude. <laughs> we're going to go to the book of Jude. And I'm going to go to over to the two. Uh, I'm going to go, I think, to the 20th verse. You should go read Jude for yourself. You should go. No, 17th verse. You should go. read. Nah, back it up. I'm going to go to the 15th verse. You should go read Jude for yourself. You should go read Jude for yourself because the, 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 the beginning part of Jude, it talks about the warnings of our history of the ungodly. That's what the beginning part talks about. It talks about the warning of the history of the ungodly. It sends a warning for the history of the ungodly. There's a warning there. And then we get about to the 15th verse and the 16th verse and he tells us how to stand. And he tells us how to stand and he teaches us how to stand. So he starts with the warning for, for all the things that had already been prophesied and said of what will happen to those that are ungodly. Jude is only one chapter. So go, go to the book of Jude, start in. We're going to get Jude and we're going to go to the 15th verse. And it says this, well, I'm going to back it up a little bit. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Let me back it up a little bit to the 13th verse. It's just, he's talking. He says, wild waves of sea fling up their own shame like foam. One stars for them the gloom of deep darkness has been reserved forever it was about these people that Enoch in the seventh generation from Adam prophesied when he said look the Lord came with myriads of his holy one to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the ungodly of the ungodly deeds they have done in an ungodly way and of all the harsh and cruel things ungodly sinners have spoken against them this is the part that is pronounced, right? It says, these people are habitual murmurs. Woo! See, I understand more and more why God said do everything without murmuring and complaining. He says, these people, come on, word. These people are habitual murmurs, <laughs> griping and complaining, following after their own desires, controlled by passion. When we run back to idols, we control by passions. I was talking to one of my best friends yesterday, and she was saying to me, she said, I really have recognized that I really don't, I'm not like, it started with a conversation we had about not being a good friend. She was like, I really don't know how to be a good friend. I've recognized that. And then she said, and I know she was really asking me in our friendship, be patient with me. Be patient with me in our friendship because I've recognized that I really don't know no friendship. I really don't know love. All friendship and love that I've ever been ex experienced has been fueled by passion, has been fueled by lust, has been fueled by the wrong things. Come on, Holy Spirit. That's the only, see, the only reason we run back to an idol is because it fuels us passionately. Come on now. Come on now. It fuels us passionately.
passionately. And so when we were talking yesterday, I know she was saying to me, be patient in our friendship because I really don't know how to be a good friend. My perception of friendship was wrong because it's always been fueled by passion. Like I thought friendship is supposed to feel a certain way, to look a certain way, to be a certain way. And that's really not what the depth of relationship and friendship is. So he says, these people are habitual murmurers. Come on now. And we murmur, complain when what? When things are not going our way. We murmur and complain when we feel like things are not going our way. And the reason we feel like things are not going our way is because we feel like things are supposed to be so passionate. Most of us have entered wrong relationships because of the lust of the flesh. Because we feel like if all the passion is not associated with it, then it cannot be from God. But when it's a godly passion, it's everlasting, it's long lasting, it's not on, it's not based on, it's not based on these tangible things. He said, so because, because can I tell you something? Come on, Holy Spirit. When a relationship is filled with the good and the godly things, you're not going to gripe and complain because the Holy Spirit is going to be the evidence and the fruit of that relationship. Come on now. The Holy Spirit. Some of y'all who are now in your godly marriage, y'all can attest to this. Some of y'all who are now in your marriage that has been presented by God, you can attest to this. You know that this marriage is way different than you had. Some of y'all that have entered into godly relationships and friendships, you can, can, can attest to this. Godly passion, godly intensity involves the Holy Spirit. Come on now. Come on now. It's not based on all the outward adornment. It's not based on all the bells and whistles. But when I'm led by passion, I'm always looking for bells. I'm always looking for whistles. I'm always puffing myself up. Remember, go over to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Love ain't puffed up. Love don't keep no records of wrong. Love ain't arrogant. But when I love the wrong thing and I love wrongly, then I'm I'm drawn to that, right? Because it's a lust of the flesh. He says, he says they speak arrogantly, pretending admiration and flattering people only to gain advantage. <laughs> only to gain advantage. They pretend admiration and flatter people only to gain advantage. I'm going to flatter you to be connected to your life. I'm going to flatter you to be a part of your life. Well, if all I ever say to you is flattering to gain advantage, come on now, come on now. Then when I'm in a position in a friendship or a relationship that comes to me with godly truth about something that's going on in my life, I'll reject that relationship. The reason I reject that relationship is because I've been in relationships that were flattering and pretending to have admiration only to take advantage of the situation. Come on now, only to take, take advantage of the situation. Flattering relationships only to take advantage of the situation. My God, thank you for the truth. So this is what he told him. He said, these are the type of people, these are ungodly people. They always gonna turn to their passions. They always gonna return to their lust. They always gonna return to the things that, that feel good. Come on now. It says these people are habitual murmurs, griping and complaining, following after their own desires, controlled by passion. They speak arrogantly, pretending admiration. 
and flattering people only to gain advantage. Here is the ta-da. This is what you need to put in your notes. And we're going to be out of here. He says, but as for you, beloved, <laughs> remember the prophetic words spoken by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They used to say to you, in the last days, there's going to be scoffers following after their own ungodly passion. You can go read 2 Peter 3, 3 and 4. It's going to be scoffers. It's funny because my uncle talked about this last night. Own godly passions. Godly passions. It's going to be scoffers. That's what they're going to do in the last day. They're going to follow in their own godly passions. I don't want to be a scoffer following after my own godly passion, right? This is 2 Peter 3, 4, and 7. It says, they will say, where's the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlooked this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God. I need you to underline, this is 2 Peter 3, 4 and 7. I need your fifth verse, underline, through water by the word. I need to be watered by the word. This is how I get planted. This is how I get saturated. This is how I get transformed. I need to be watered by the word. And that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Scoffers have selective memory. Woo! Scoffers poke unbelief. Come on now. Scoffers have selective memory. So he says, in the last days there will be scoffers. Why do you trust your God? All this stuff, following after their own ungodly passions. 19 verse. These are the ones who are agitators, who cause divisions, worldly minded, secular, unspiritual, carnal, merely sensual, unsaved, and devoid of the spirit. These are the ones that love to cause division. These are the ones that's going to tell you you don't need the Holy Spirit. These are the ones that's going to tell you it don't matter how. They're going to tell you everything that's anti-God. They're going to tell you everything. They're going to lead you into what feels good. Not the biblical truth. Not the world truth. He says, but you, this is the 21st. We end it here. Beloved, build yourself up. Go back to what I told you. These are the type of people that are going to Pretend admiration only to gain advantage. <laughs> Pretend admiration only to gain an advantage. Pretend like they for you only to gain an advantage. So it says, but you beloved, <laughs> but you beloved, build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith, right? Build yourself up on the continually progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, continue to go higher and higher, continue to stand in the word, right? Pray in the Holy Spirit and keep yourselves in the love of God, <laughs> waiting anxiously and looking forward to the mercy of our Lord 
Jesus Christ, which will bring you to eternal life. This is not, can I say the Holy Spirit? This is not for you to identify scoffers. This is to make sure there's no scoffer living in you. That there's no flattery living in you. Come on now. That there's no griping, no complaining, no murmuring living in you. This is not for you to try to identify it on somebody else. This is for you to make sure that this isn't living in you. That this isn't a part of you. That you're not mocking. This is for you. This is for your eyes to be opened up to the understanding. So he says, and keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously and looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, which will bring you to eternal life. And... Have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on some, have mercy but with fear. And on some, have mercy but with fear. Loathing even the clothing spotted and polluted by their shameless, immoral freedom. <laughs> you got to look at that. No, loathing even the clothing spotted and polluted by their shameless immoral freedom. What am I signing off on? What am I signing off on that could potentially be immoral? What am I liking? What am I sharing that could potentially be immoral? That could potentially be against the word of God? That could be good, good, be good, be could potentially only shared come on now come on now my god open eyes now to him this is the part that i love who is able to keep us from stumbling nothing else no person no person no man nothing else is going to be able to keep you from stumbling to him who is able to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin and to present you unblemished blemished blameless and faultless in the presence of his glory with triumph, joy, and unspeakable delight to the only God our Savior. <laughs> I'm going to say this one more time. To the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory, be majesty, be dominion and power before all time now and forevermore to him, to him, to him. I didn't used to understand what my grandmother used to say. You need to look to the hills which come with your help. Because your help coming from the Lord. You look into the wrong things, Lakeisha. You need to look to the hills which come with your help. Not to man, not to people, not to nobody else's faith, not to nobody else's religion. You need to, your help coming from the Lord, the one to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin and present you. So if I'm going to stand and be established and not return to idols, I got to become full of the word. I got to become full of the word. I got to be in the Holy Spirit. I got to be full of God's love. Can I give you a sign and indication? Anytime you feel yourself pull, being pulled out as God's love, about to mistreat somebody, about to write a post, about to tell it like it is, my God, that's a, that's a sign. That's a sign that you're not standing in the Lord and you're not working, walking in the fear of the Lord. 
the only one that can do this for you in this season ever in your life, my God, is the one that can keep you from stumbling or falling into sin and to present you unblemished. And that's Jesus. And that's Jesus. And that's Jesus. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. He's the one that's going to keep you from falling. He's the one that's going to keep you from falling. He's the one that's going to keep you from falling. Nothing else is going to keep you from falling. No man, no person, no stuff, no thing. He's the one. You got to exchange... You got to exchange the truth for a lie. You got to ask yourself, what things have I believed? What things have I signed off on? What things in my life are ungodly, Lord? What things are immoral? What things have I been flattered by? My God, that do not even line up with your word. He says here, he said, he says here, he said, even their clothing. He said, you need to load the clothing spotted and polluted by their shameless immoral freedom. I'm like, what am I? Like, that's so deep. That's so deep. Lord, show me the things that are attached to my life. My God, that do not honor you in Jesus name. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ and say, receive Jesus, receive this today. Father God, my God, dear Jesus, come on now. Dear Jesus, Father God, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, I am sorry for my sins. Mm. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take over my life. Please forgive me for my sins. I'm going to promise to love you the best that I can. And then ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your help. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com and let us send us some material so we can continue to disciple you. My second thing to you is if the Lord tells you to partner with this ministry, please go over to the website. My God, click the donate button and give there or cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ ministry. I'm so grateful for the word today. It is liberating, it is refreshing, and it is restoring. And I just decree and declare it is impacting your life and you will never be the same again. Be relentless for the things of God. That's it. Be. I need to say that one more time. Be relentless for the things of God. Be relentless to know him more. Be relentless to come into an intimate relationship with him so that you can grow in grace and grow in the things of God. This is your loving father who loves you, who takes comfort in knowing you, who created you, who blew breath in your mother's womb. Let me speak the, let me declare a blessing over you. My God, may these be your blessed days yet. <laughs> May these, I need you to hear me. I don't need you to take this and just be like, okay, she said, I need you to hear me. May these be your best days yet. May these be your best days yet. That's what I'm declaring over you. May these be your best, best days yet. <laughs> May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.